Welcome to Status Quo, where for some reason I have a layover in JFK next week, so time to blowtorch the radio. Ah, I know the blowtorch is always Not like nice. WMSC is already doing that. Uh, there's already so many blowtorches, it doesn't matter. Yeah. That's well, anyways. anyways, so welcome to the ERN podcast, everyone. So this week we got Anna back. We didn't mention last week that she disappeared, but sorry. And it was yeah, too busy buddy, taking a You bath. better be. I can stop <laughs> sponsoring your your podcast with absolutely nothing. Oh, speaking of sponsoring, this episode of the Gwes ERN podcast is sponsored by WACN Technologies. You bet your ass it is. <laughs> And then we also got Gabe, we got Marlon, we got John. This will be Hello. John's last episode for a for a hot minute because he decided to flee the fucking country because he's blowtorching uh, the fucking radio. Dude, blowtorch so hard he ended up in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. John will be back eventually, but that's so yeah. True. So this week we'll talk about some random EAS shit that's been going on. Talking about T-Mobile and their stupid Wii tests and blaming FEMA. And uh, so, and then the first recorded volcano warning activation ever happened last night, which was Saturday, June thirtieth. We're actually recording this a day late than usual because, yeah, reasons. Uh, Another because is because that should have never fucking happened. Thanks, Nebraska. I'm I'm actually cut now that I'm looking back at it in hindsight. I'm glad we postponed because we wouldn't have been able to include it. Yeah, Yeah, and then um, and then. We're going to be doing we're, today's episode of VAS history is going to be a fun one because we're, what we're going to be doing is we are going to be talking shit on everyone. Oh, yeah. our topics, our topics of the VAS history this time around is going to going to look in the past from 2011. We're going to be doing a postmortem on the 2011 test and how fucked up it was. And then thanks we are going to Yeah, thanks to BCCO. We're gonna take that and we're gonna keep and we're gonna keep on going through the years. The uh, every single time the EAS is fucked up in some way, shape, or form, as well as any sort, as well as any like notable false activations and then DASDEC and EasyCap related security breaches. Uh, okay, I would like to. Oh, I, yeah, I would like to make a, a legal disclaimer here. We will not be covering every single EAS fail because there are, frankly, too many to cover. Cover <laughs> <laughs> the notable ones. Yeah, most of the notable ones. But anyway, ones. so let's get started with our first topic in our random EAS shit that's been going on. So Gabe and Anna have actually experienced this firsthand. T-Mobile doing random Wii tests. Six times. <laughs> so what do you guys want to explain kind of like at least from your experience what it was? Yeah, sure. Would you like to so- go, Gabe? Yeah, I, I I can explain my point my point of view because I I have a, I have context a little bit before because I was already awake at that point. You woke mm-hmm. up from it, so anyways. Mm-hmm. So I was pulling an all nighter because I couldn't sleep. Thanks, ninety degree weather, and the I heard my phone go off for a Wii test. I'm like, huh, all right, emergency alert, exercise. This is only a test. Please disregard. I'm like, all right, cool, it okay. Put my phone down. Then it goes off again. Wasn't it like look three it. minutes later? Yeah. I look at it again. Same message. I'm like, huh, maybe something's broken. They're probably just trying to fix it. Put it down. Put it down. And th- at that point, I posted in uh, the ER and participants chat, like, yo, this happened. And I'm like, oh, it happened again. <laughs> and then Anna replied back saying that she was getting the same thing. 
Now, typically, those kinds of tests don't happen when one person is in Wisconsin and the other one's in Seattle, Washington. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the only way for that really to happen is uh, nationwide alert activation. <laughs> hey, guys, I got e-skip uh, on my cell tower. <laughs> <laughs> but so after after Gabe messaged that he kept getting the tests, I proceeded to go on to, to Twitter to see what's going on, and it's blowing up everywhere, all over the nation. Everybody's like, why is my phone going off for a test at 5 a.m. in the morning? Because Gabe for, forgot to mention, this was at 5.30 a.m. So what, is that in your time zone? Yeah, uh, that's 5.30 5, a.m. Central. 3.30 Pacific. Yeah, so middle of the night. So... These tests are going off, and we're, we're trying to find out, and by the end of the night, they had sent, I, I believe it was four tests live over the air. By the third one, I had literally put my, my phone into Do Not Disturb, because these are fo- force pushes. It's not like you can opt out of them. Oh, um, yeah, that's something else that we have to mention. These alerts were being, were, they were considered exercise, exercise alerts, but they were being sent as broadcast by basically the we equivalent to broadcast intrusive mm-hmm. so that yeah. bypasses any of the filters that you have yeah. set up on your phone which so oh, which is actually, why people that didn't have test alerts enabled were still getting uh, it no i actually found out exactly why you remember how they were exercise exercise alerts don't fall under the test category because they're they fall under a category you can't turn off called exercise I didn't know this until I was actually looking through my phone settings, and it actually tells me that it's a different category of alert. So huh. you just can't turn it off. The kind, only way to like turn off exercise alerts. alerts, yeah. The only way to turn off exercise alerts is to just turn off WIA entirely. Which um, don't do. that that's what Gabe did. Um, I wound up putting my phone into into um, airplane mode because um, I can continue to receive messages over Wi-Fi. Um, Honestly, I, I personally just, in my honest opinion, I feel like the only uh, uh, organization or you know entity that should be able to issue any sort of WIA alert should be FEMA and FEMA only, and the National Weather Service and all of the local and state authorities. I feel like private companies, or not private companies, but you know companies that provide the cap feeds like Sprint and T-Mobile and you know, all that should not be allowed to issue their own alerts. And if they do, they have to use one very specific code. Yeah. And oh. here's the thing. Here's the thing about that, too. This what none of these tests were going over iPods. Yeah, they were it's being their own sent private direct, thing. It was being sent directly to the phones through the, using their own tools, which I oh, feel like it's honestly not. <laughs> I feel like that shouldn't be a thing because iPods should be the only way that these go through. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it gets better. They were blaming yeah. it on FEMA. Yeah, and no, no, yeah. So, that portion. So yeah, basically uh, what happened geez. is everybody in Twitter started pinging T-Mobile and FEMA going, what the hell's going on? Because these tests are four tests back to back to back within 30 minutes um, on, I think it was Wednesday of last week. I don't remember. But point is, we had four tests back to back to back and they pinged both um, T-Mobile and FEMA going, what's going on? T-Mobile then turns around and pins it on FEMA saying FEMA's the ones who, who issues alerts. It's their fault for, for this happening. Even though I think it's well known by now that um, ERN has access to said iPods feeds, those alerts were never issued over iPods. If they mm-hmm. were, 
every carrier would have gone off, not just T-Mobile. But it gets even better because the next day they send two more at 2.30 a.m. 2.30 a.m. your time or? Uh, My time, yeah. So the first one went off at literally 2.32 and the next one went off at 2.33. And then I so think we should two, also mention that this isn't yeah. just T-Mobile. This is T-Mobile as a whole. So any sub-carriers, like, for example, yeah. you and Gabe are on Google Fi, which runs on T-Mobile. Yeah. So yeah, whatever we're... MBNO that runs yeah. off of T-Mobile will get it. Whenever we're saying T-Mobile, we're not saying um, the actual carrier service T-Mobile. We're talking the network itself. Uh, so I believe it was T-Mobile, TrackPhone got it, Um Google Fi, Boost. Oh, I should have had um, my phone on then because I, I got a phone with track phone on it. Uh, they, the freaking, uh, what, what's the one with the freaking actor as their representative? Mint oh, Ryan no. Reynolds, Mint Mobile. Yeah, Mint, Mint got it. So all of these car- all of these carriers, they all got it because they sent it over the actual network, not the. Yeah, so, so when they send it up that so high, that, that means it had to have probably been sent from a pretty high place of authority. Not authority, but a pretty high place of work, as in like someone who works in like a main area, right? Well, not even that. It just has to be like a T-Mobile engineer that has access to the exactly, VS yeah. system there. It can't just be some random dude at a cell tower, you know? No. No. Because if it's if, – um, bear in mind, the cell towers uh, only relay that information exactly, from like – yeah. There's no control – yeah, so somebody was testing something because here's the thing. Whenever it comes, whenever it comes to this, they were pinning the blame on iPods, even though first of all it wasn't iPods, and second of all, they were saying that these tests could not be avoided, that them going over the air is inevitable. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. If you know how Cap works, you know that whenever it comes to Wea, you can literally turn it off first of all you can set it as not an exercise test so it mm-hmm. won't override everything but you can also set, you like can you, you can set it at a proper test. test alert and you can also send it in a way where it won't activate your customers phones yeah so there's multiple you can tell it not that you to, can take yeah you you can tell it to not be intrusive they didn't do that and they dr- tried to pin the blame on other companies or other authorities, which were not involved in this in any way. Other than, you know, making the frickin' public alerting system. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and I think the thing that's just stupid about that is, like, you know, pl- pinning it. Like, they just won't own up to it. Like, that's the thing I don't like about it. Yeah, it honestly, kinda, it would have just said, hey, I'm sorry, it, we did it by it accident. in a malicious way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. you don't just blame the government for that. Like, that's not their place. They don't have access to their. I mean, they do because it's iPods, but they don't. They didn't do it through iPods, so they did it on their own systems. Yeah. And the government just because. Uh, sorry. So, because Anna, you you messaged them on Twitter and you got the response of that it was FEMA's fault. Yeah. Um. Several people did. Um. They basically they had a canned response of it's FEMA's uh, alerting system. And uh, I think it was John, wasn't it you who said that like somebody sent you a message saying that freaking iPods was pissed because they were getting angry phone calls about this and they had nothing to do with it. Do you want to explain kind of more of what you heard from them? 
Oh, here, here's a here's another thing um, for for people with subcarriers, because I, I actually look through like people who are having Google Fi who would ping both Google Fi or I, I saw one with Boost and saw one with Mint and one with Google Fi. They would ping both Google Fi and T-Mobile. Um, Google Fi would respond with it's not us um because we can't do that we're on t-mobile's network and t-mobile whenever they would go to t-mobile instead because it's not it's not fi because it's not their network t-mobile would turn around and say oh it's fi they're the one who sent it what yeah they were so, they were just pinning the blame they don't on even anyone have else. that technology they have they do not have that technology they, no mm-hmm. google fi does have that technology they do, they do have the ability do? to okay. send their own alerts the issue is this was a full T-Mobile system issuance across the United States. Yeah. So T-Mobile was pinning the blame on anyone but themselves. They pinned it on theory. FEMA. They pinned it on every single subcarrier. They did not accept that they're the ones who fucked up in this situation. Here, so, here's so my dumb. theory. So my, my theory is that uh, there's, there's two theories. There's one is that whoever is the the general manager or whatever of, you know, like social media and shit told all of the social media people to reply this way, or they were pre-told to just say, hey, if there is literally any problem with tests or we attest, just literally give this canned response. And maybe they weren't updated yet. So either Mm -hmm. it's a completely horrible communication exercise, like they did not have very good communication in between the the operational. Even after like a day after the first main event like they had plenty of time to exactly let their, let their social media know but they still like i bet you if you asked them right now they would still say it's ipods yeah so it's just i don't even understand so honestly we kind of kind of knocked out the uh, idea of it being when, a communication error see whenever whenever i ping them about it this was literally the day after the second one so okay. this was, I, I believe, around 4 a.m. after the second um, the second one went off. Mm. Um, th- this is a second day. So the, the set of two, they sent six total, four in the first day, two in the second. Um, I mean, why would they continue to do it? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They have no reason to do that. We They know the system works. There's nothing wrong with the system. I have a feeling that they, so I still have this feeling. I feel like it was a training exercise that they didn't realize that they were pushing it live until it was already too late. And they don't want to own up that they fucked up that training exercise. So they're pinning the blame on everyone else. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't even understand why they, if, if, even if it wasn't a training exercise and they wanted to just test it, there's mm-hmm. literally that same day, there were like five different freaking alerts probably that went over all of T-Mobile at once. Like there was an Amber Alert for Florida. There was um, uh, probably a bunch of National Weather Service shit. Like, honestly, your system works. Why do you need to test it? And why do you have to do it two days in a row? So that well, honestly, on- I don't know. Honestly, I'm not angry about them testing it because, you know, testing is a good thing. The issue here is when they tested it and how they responded to their customers asking what was going on. Well, and I also have an issue with how many times that they did test. Like, there's no reason to send, what was it, like three tests in a row? Oh, here's here's an even bigger point. So when I first joined ERN, when I first joined ERN, 
I would, I would like, I would be developing my stuff and I would constantly be sending, you know, test alerts and shit like that. Not like I mm-hmm. still don't. <laughs> um, uh, but I, I would always get reprimanded and say, hey, if you're going to do testing, you need to have a testing side for things. There needs to be a, a, an operational and a testing side. And I'm sure T-Mobile has some sort of smaller, like, test network that they use for oh, shit. Why definitely. not just do that? Why? Why use the operational network? And if you're going to train your employees, why not do it in, like, a dummy area? You know? Mm-hmm. I it's mean, just th- poor planning. Th- Whenever it comes to testing, um, I, I like to think of it like the same way that they do testing for. Um, have you ever seen the test facilities for freaking uh, nuclear power plants? No, actually. Those are really cool. They make an exact duplicate of the entire system. Yeah. Except they don't hook it up to an actual power plant. It's just hooked up to a simulator. So I feel like that is a really great way for testing because here, watch. Um, let's say we wanted to test a national alert through the system. We don't want to send that over live because that will cause pandemonium. Panic. So what we can do is I'm absolutely 100% sure that T-Mobile has enough resources to make a, oh, an yeah. exact 100%. Like If a nuclear yeah. power plant that serves um, a minuscule amount of people compared to what a giant network provider like T-Mobile does, oh, T-Mobile has yeah. ample amount of money to do that. Yeah, so they, they have the funds to duplicate their system, at least on a small scale. Now, what you can do is you can get a couple different phones. You don't need every phone, just your three enough. majors. Yeah, three like, ma- your like iPhone, three major your brands. And- yeah, uh, the way I do it is three major brands, three smaller brands, and then um, three different generations. So newest, yeah. last gen, super fucking old. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do that so I have a nice data set, and then I can connect all of these to this dummy network um, using. Uh, if you're going to be duplicating it, you can use like at least one cell tower, basically a transmitter in a fucking room with its with a different set of um, of SIM code, so no other phone can actually access it. You hook that up to your your freaking mock network. Now you can send alerts all you want. That isn't going to hit anyone. That's not going to impact anyone. And since it's a duplicate of your live system, at least on a smaller scale you know it will work whenever you move it over to your live system because it's the exact same system. That's like I was saying, like whenever it comes to the nuclear power plant um, stuff, they make an exact duplicate. So whenever they're training the people, you literally cannot tell the difference between the test room and the, the actual thing. You cannot. Every single button's in the exact same place. Every single alarm is the exact same alarm. Every single word in every single panel is exactly the same. Even to the point where the trash cans are in the same spot in the rooms. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely insane. And, like, the thing is, whenever you're talking about a carrier like T-Mobile, Verizon, Sprint, these big carriers, they have enough funds to do that easily, hands down. Oh, yeah. So I have a feeling that either that's what happened or somebody was just fucking around, not knowing what they were doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I think that that needs to be addressed by T-Mobile. And there probably yeah. needs to be like a public statement for that because T-Mobile is right up there with like Verizon and AT&T for customer base. So this yeah. impacted like a, probably a good quarter of the nation. Yeah. yeah. And, and uh, another thing about that is like not only should there be, you know, 
uh, fixing what is, what's already done, there should be future, you know, implementations. Like, I understand that... Okay, so let's be honest here. Some bozo that got hired doesn't just, you know, have access to issue a whole freaking test. Like, there should be, like two-factor upon two-factor to issue this stuff like this so like honestly some guy that's trained insanely should not make a mistake like this do you get what i'm saying so whoever has access to it knows what the fuck they're doing but if some little bozo tries to come and you know like issue an alert I, they won't be so able what to you're, so what you're saying is it needs to be better access control it's ex- extremely better access control like i don't give a shit lock it in a bunker like this honestly is, like, this is a. Like this okay. is a freaking and there's probably an instance of what happened in Hawaii. Yeah, exactly. Instead wrong of, button or something. Confusion, instead of a wrong button, it's the access controls aren't great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, honestly, it's it's a whole thing that we still are trying to get more information about. And since T-Mobile isn't owning up to anything, it's hard to get that information. We yeah. basically got to wait for FEMA to do their thing. Which they're definitely... And trust me, I, FEMA I can almost is doing their thing, yeah. Yeah, I can almost guarantee you that they are looking into it because, um, granted, it was on their own... It was on T-Mobile's network. It's still wireless emergency alert. It's still yeah. governed yeah. by FEMA. Yeah. yeah. Another still, thing... Oh, go ahead. The FCC system. Another mm-hmm. thing that FEMA is most likely looking into right now is <laughs> Nebraska... Uh, so, oh yeah. Yeah. So what happened yesterday? I, I only caught like the tail end of whatever happened, but apparently there was something that was supposed to be an EVI or whatever it was supposed to be. It was a wildfire fire warning or something. Yeah, or we fire didn't know warning. what it was supposed to be. Uh, it was, it was issued. Uh, the text was all normal. TTS was normal. So like the average user probably wasn't affected except their phone said volcano warning, which probably freaked the shit out of people. Or cause it, um, or TV networks because yeah, it was exactly. a cap alert. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, what happened was they sent a regular alert, and I'm assuming someone hit the wrong button or someone programmed the wrong script or something. Uh, they sent it as a volcano warning. <laughs> the also, code was B-O-W. Yeah, this is the first time, at least to our knowledge, in recorded history that the volcano warning code was ever used for yeah. an official alert. It's so just, yeah. it, it's a granted it's like it's yeah it's a misactivation but it's a massive deal because one that code has never been used and it was the first time it was used was an error but and you know what is, though, I'm thinking like, right I, don't, I don't know what kind of software or i don't know if they're using like a daz eoc or something or whatever but well the like, i know uh, on the like equipment sender- like that like it has specific messages and it shows you like for example like on the daz interface whenever you go to originate something It'll specifically make sure that's the event code that you chose. If uh, if if this helps anyone, I'm pretty sure the actual iPods like code was just a bunch of numbers. There was no letters or anything, no underscores. Usually, like Mnet or something like that. If they were pushing it through Mnet, usually has mm-hmm. like an underscore and then the the sender name and stuff like that. So I'm not sure what that is. But um, another reason why this is such a huge deal is just from my perspective imagine this you're sitting here you're a radio operator and you're like you don't really 
have, know a whole lot about the EAS. So you know what to do. You know, hey, push Daz button twice. Send weekly. Haha, very funny. Um, yeah, exactly. So you don't really know much about this, but you get this warning that says volcano warning. But oh, it's a wildfire warning. And crap, I'm a radio station, and I like big corporate money. I don't want to send anything that would interrupt my music except what I'm absolutely required to. And I would assume. Uh, yeah, and I would assume they're probably not required to send volcano warnings, but I could be completely wrong. Uh, my guess is that s- at least one station was like, crap, uh, I don't want to send this anymore because it was really annoying. So they blocked the volcano warning code. But what if there was, you know, something that actually needed the volcano warning code and now it's blocked off? It's kind of like stone, Boy Who yeah. Cried Wolf. It's like Boy Who Cried Wolf, you know? Yeah, I mean, the volcano code really doesn't have much use. But when I mean, it, it does, does it, it does. does. It has a purpose. But like, yeah, from my perspective, most people will use either EVI or LAE. Yeah, exactly. Volcano but code it, it, is kind I, of like the blue code. It doesn't really have a whole lot of use because there was well, there's the another reason I could code see, for it. The only reason, like, I was telling my wife about this yesterday, actually. So the only reason I could ever see like VOW VOA right ever yeah. being used is if like. Yellowstone, for example, like the thing is, though, with Yellowstone is you'll know when it's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like maybe like a day in advance, at least. But the thing is with that, like I could see VOW being used for that because it's like, oh, Ooga Booga volcano warning. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, exactly. But the thing is, though, like there isn't much use other than that, because the thing is, though, because Yellowstone is a national emergency. So, like, I could see it being used for that. But at the same time, though, I could see it being used for every, like, for uh, not yeah, any other purposes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think it's there like, needs to be. Yeah, it's like, guys, Old Faithful just erupted. We need to send a freaking volcano warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, guys. Send out volcano warning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, volcano warning. Um, bluff, Nebraska. <laughs> Scott, Scott's bluff. So, what do we know? What the county was off the top of our head that sent uh, it, that? It had two Our words. Wild. It had two words. Hold on, let me look for it. Yeah, it was in. We know it was in Nebraska. I am checking right now. That it was Scott's bluff. Yeah, Scott's bluff. Scott's it was, bluff, Nebraska. Uh, and I'm assuming true. it was probably emergency management that sent it. Yeah. Is some sort of EMA just for that county? It's not like you know, inland. Yeah, yeah. Looking at it, it was looking at it. It was the Nebraska Region Twenty Two EMA. Okay, okay, I'm actually just checking my actual cap feed really quick. And yeah, so is, so the code was literally just a bunch of, of numbers. Uh, it, it, it's rave. Case it, it's, it's one of their issuing things. Because rave mobile, I believe, would not have done that. Um, they they actually test yeah, it, almost hey, every helps, single day um, the, into iPods. The CDN that had the audio no, on it was no, 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 again, rave. Is a origination Maybe it was some sort of proprietary software they're using. Mm-hmm. Um, if it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, rave isn't rave the one so that sends like rave daily a freaking earthquake warning into the iOS no. test lab. Yeah, rave, rave is an origination software, kind of like AlertSense. Okay. Mm-hmm. There, there it's, it's a software that can communicate that can send two iPods open. Yeah. Yeah, they send dur- they send daily earthquake warnings to the TDL feed. Hmm. Huh, that's actually kind of interesting. So either it could have been like, like in my 
from my perspective, the only reason, the only ways I could have seen this happening is one poor training or two, a software issue. But software yeah. issue is not high on my list at all because that software has been out for a bit and yeah. that has never happened before. It was most likely operator error, 100%. Which the thing is, though, like, especially in like emergency management, if you have access to iPods, you shouldn't have these issues in the first place. You should know what the fuck you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's once again, access control. Like, you need to know exactly what you're doing before you touch the software. So, because, yeah. yeah, I, so, I don't know if any of y'all know this, I'm actually a certified alert issuer. Mm-hmm. I really? Went, I actually went through, actually went through the FEMA training for alert issuance, and that is one of the things. Come on, people, that's goals. That's cool. I don't have access to issue alerts, but I have the certification if I ever have to, or if I ever like get hired at an EOC. Yeah, it's a good resume that. point. But <laughs> goals. <laughs> But speaking yeah. of fuck ups, shall <laughs> yeah, we go into EAS history? I think so. I don't think that's or a bad I idea say at all. E- or should I say EAS shit show? Yeah. yeah. Well, if, if yeah. we already weren't on that. Yeah. Hop on the train. Hey, guys, welcome to the EAS shit show. I'm shit. Um, so I'm actually going to start off a little earlier. OK, ladies and gentlemen, welcome. 2005. Alrighty, I'm in for a ride. Get your popcorn. Oh yeah, get your fucking popcorn, guys. All right. On February the 1st, 2005, in the state of Connecticut, an alert was issued calling for the immediate evacuation of the entire state. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) The message was broadcast due to operator error while conducting an unannounced but scheduled statewide test. What the fuck? So a school fire drill, basically. And it was also sent with zero <laughs> details. One percent of the people who actually received the alert actually attempted to leave the state. <laughs> well, I mean, That's I, funny. Don't, I don't blame them. <laughs> yeah. If I got an, an evacuation that said to evacuate the state of Montana, I'd be on my I'd be on my ass trying to get out of here. Yeah. Because you in Montana, you ain't got no idea what's coming. <laughs> no, you really don't. Yeah. I'd be coming over to Seattle to see Gabe to be like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. So do we know yeah. why? Uh, so we we know what it was. Do we know who did it? Do we know like the EMA or anything? Or do we know? It was, like, it was, the, it was operator error. It was operator error. Yeah. It was operator error. Um, it was originally supposed to be a uh, internal test, but it went yeah. out. I see. Uh, speaking wasn't, of internal wasn't tests, that about WGN? Years later on June 26, 2007, in Illinois, while they were testing a new MNET receiver put at the state nice. EOC, they sent an EAN. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that, actually. Uh, yeah, WG, WGN relayed a freaking MNET EAN. Huh. That was issued while they were trying to do closed closed circuit testing. Yeah. <laughs> Again, and, and have then, a test network, guys. Oh, it gets better. After the attention tone, the alert was followed by dead air, and then, <laughs> then WG, and then the freaking freaking host of the uh, morning show, Spike O'Dell from WGN, was like, "Wonder what all that beeping was all about," and then EOMs. <laughs> 
<laughs> it was all that beeping. Yeah. Oh do you know? Uh, just out of curiosity, do we know what Endek it actually was that sent it? It was Mnet. But like, that's what generated it the. It was Mnet. That is that what generated like the headers? Like, what do they I even sound so. like? That, do they sound like Daz headers? I don't know. The the original alert never got released. Um, we only we only I have th- the audio from WGN. I think uh, WGN uh, uses a Daz, so. Think. This is the radio. That's an WGN. Emma. Yeah, we we could get we could ask Emma, and she would probably know. Oh, uh, you, you yeah. know who else could know? Nick, because he lives in that local area. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I could tell you guys because I have access to that project that Emma has. Okay. I could literally tell you guys. Well, this is this is old WGN though. Well, either way, this is uh, it's either going to be a gray box or a digital. Yeah. So. Okay, but yeah. Um, before we get into uh, the big wham of a test, do we have any other small ones that we'd like to talk about? Oh, yeah, we do. I have any. Oh, I, I have one more in 2010. Okay, go ahead. Let's go all the way to Hermiston, Oregon, near the Umatilla Chemical Depot. Okay. Um, weather radios and CSEPP tone alert radios. For those of you, for those of you who are wondering, the CSEPP radios are something that are something that uh, basically whenever uh, people live near chemical plants, people get those radios given to them by the army, mm-hmm. ah. like, just for like hazardous material spills and shit. And wait, what are they activated over though? Like, is there a certain weather frequency? Radio. Oh, actually, huh. but okay. they only activate on a certain. Is it 1050? I don't know. Huh. So they were activated with an EAS alert shortly after 5 p.m. The message transmitted was originally supposed to be an SVR, severe thunderstorm warning issued by NWS Pendleton. But the transmission broadcast instead was a long period of silence, followed by a few words in Spanish. What the fuck? <laughs> there, was, there wasn't actually an emergency at the depot. So. Okay. We don't and even then, know what the code was. No, it was sent over as an SVR. Oh, okay. But it still activated those chemical warnings, alert radios. Yeah. So, and then we have the big kahuna. The, the big, big one that almost everyone has heard about. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 2011 emergency action notification live code test. Mm-hmm. Um, so that test was an interesting one. It was one Some of the biggest all time failures, like national failures. I think I've ever heard of. But yeah, so, um, most of the people received the alert in a feedback loop. So what a feedback loop is, is, uh, for those of you who don't know, is when you put an audio, when you put an audio device onto another audio device, it kind of echoes a little bit, kind of like this, you know? Ow! That's a feed- <laughs> that is a feedback loop. But instead, if you... But if it's over... But if it's over a period of time, it can... When it's over a period of time, it'll take a little bit longer for it to become a freaking living hell. And that's what happened with the EAN test. WCCO well, didn't have their index wired correctly. So their pay, their PEP index, their digital that, that originated the alert on the on the their end, 
sent it over the air to their to over the thing. But in front of them, them in the air chain was their regular end deck, and that started relaying because that because it was using it as a monitor. And then once that happened, the main end deck took over, and then that began the feedback loop. Mm-hmm. So basically, you you would have heard uh, two copies of the same audio and headers in the first copy of the audio, which actually apparently caused a lot of easies to uh, sell or to activate twice, because I don't think easies had any filter for that. They did. They did. Okay. It would have came from two different call signs. Oh, and true, also right. it's an EAN. It's also it's an EAN, and you can configure the easies to not acknowledge the timestamps. Okay. Yeah. And on top of that, another part of it being a failure was the fact that a lot of lazy station operators just completely refused to just walk over to their easy for two seconds and enable test mode. And another problem is even the people that did, if their easy is activated again, test mode would have been off. So at first you would have seen test and then you would have actually seen primary entry point, national emergency action notification. Yeah, because the easy is only the easy is only activate the test mode once. It'll relay it one. It'll relay it once, and then it untakes chest mode. But if it but if it relays again, then what? yeah. And I'm pretty. Mm-hmm. Didn't that cause like a lot of mass panic too? Eh. No, yeah. I, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just the fact that the audio was unintelligible probably caused a couple people to freak out. Yeah. But yeah, that's the 2011 EAN test. I guess it's a he's in postmortem. I feel like they should definitely do another one. Just to just to see how what the state of the EAS is now with the EANs because I because yeah. I think I think using the NPT event code is um, kind of defeating the purpose. Exactly. Yeah. At that point. Well, to be fair though, most newer index at least will treat NPT as an EAN just without tests. Nope. Or just with you a test. You have to ex- you have to explicitly configure it to do that. Yeah. Oh, uh, really? I'm pretty sure yes. there's a lot of index that will just literally just relay uh, an it NPT. Treat, my index like treat, an RMT. My, my index will treat it like any other alert. No, really, because I know Dazdex will treat it as an EAN with live relay and everything. I, I haven't really tested, but I'm pretty sure I think TFT is also just treated as a normal alert. Uh, I think NPTs are live relay on TFT. Are you sure? Because I, well, I did no. try that, but I don't know. NP, so. uh, here's the thing about NPTs, NPT or NPT or the TFT predates the NPT in for most of the yeah. versions. Mm. So it'll just treat it as an unrecognized event. Oh, I wonder fair. what, uh, I wonder what a lot of the uh, GRs do. Cause I mean, those are still being sold. Um, so whenever it comes to yeah, the exactly. GRs, um, the NPT falls under test alert. Yeah, the, um, even the, the, the newer really? versions of the TFT that did actually have the NPT code does the same thing. It falls under a test alert. Yeah, it doesn't treat it like an EAN. The only, yeah, the only EAN, only the only code that live relays are the EAN. Yeah, um, is literally the EAN code. Yeah, mm-hmm. not even. Oh, actually, no. Nope. TFTs no, do treat no, the don't. EAT. I'm pretty it's sure. Only similar EAN. To EAN. Nope, it's only sure? EAN. I thought I tried it. Trust me, I have two over I here. I, okay. I can tell you. Um, um, so the That's only true, index right, that right. can actually treat can treat an NPT like an EAN are the um, the Easy Cap and the Sage. And the reason why is uh, well, also you can technically do it with the DAS deck as well, but not at the same level. 
Well, because I because I know because I know on on my DAS deck, NPT falls under the national uh, alert uh, node, which is which is set to do live relay, just like an EAN, and it's it's well, for it's the only other codes that fit in there are EAN and NPT. Um, the the. The DAS deck is weird because they added that in a newer version, but in the older versions that most DAS decks are on, because I've noticed that a lot of DAS decks are on the older versions, it wasn't like that. It was only EAN and EAT in that filter. Mm -hmm. Um, The reason why, and here's the thing, you can't really change it either. Um, On the older models, you would have to upgrade. But on the Sage, you can just drop it into the same filter as the EAN, and uh, and I believe it will auto-relay the same exact way. Mm-hmm. I need to check up on that. But with the easy, the reason why I can say the easy cap can treat it like an EAN is you can make the easy cap treat every alert like an EAN. So <laughs> you can literally make the easy ooga cap. Booga, severe thunderstorm warning. <laughs> no, you can literally make the easy cap live relay every single alert. It's literally a check. check and box. easies are fast too. Don't they go off like insanely fast for uh, EANs? I haven't tested the cap for EANs, but the Easy Plus is relay fucking relay EANs like instantly. Yeah. Like you hear the like you see the first you you play the first header and boom it's sending. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I've never tested the DAS deck on it, and I don't plan to. But I do. We know how fast that one will go off. I haven't tested it. Maybe we could take that. I should. Off, I should test. Take I my should, DAS deck should, offline yeah. later. Yeah, we should we yeah we should t- we should uh, take a look at that. Um, yeah, I'm down to do it after this recording. <laughs> what if we uh, or just a cur- uh, curiosity? What if we set up a couple dummy streams and like Gabe, you hooked your Easy up and I hooked my TFT up and we made like actually, a little EAN actually, relay chain. We we EAN tested we EAN tested Anna's Easy using the broadcaster. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have to talk about this later, and we'll we'll e- come back with the results on the next episode. EAN yeah. tested my Easy with the broadcaster with three different firmware versions. Mm-hmm. That were pushed to the easy um, via fucking um, over the over internet. The, over the public internet from a virtual machine. Yeah. <laughs> yep. If you want to talk about barely scraping by almost freaking bricking an endec, that's how you do it. <laughs> but yeah, so do we... Oh, next so, time, oh, I was thinking of double netting it next time. <laughs> so, with the, is there much we want to talk about with the with the EAN test? Because I'm I kind of want to move on to something I I know a little bit more oh, about. We got we got well, I got plenty. All right, because well, in in the, in the timeline, <laughs> I guess KRTV would be next. Yes, it would. <laughs> I I actually have a treat for the listeners here. I, I have, in the year of 2013, I have the uh, the message loaded in Riverside without the tone, so that we can give like an example of what it sounded like. Okay, go ahead. Um, meanwhile, several stations in Great Falls, Montana, and Marquette, Michigan, had hacked up Nasdaq. And guess what? And guess what? They decided to play. They had the choice of any message in the world. But Cam, they decided to play the following. Yeah, it was a uh, it was a code for a local area emergency, and it had this audio here. Authorities in your area have reported that the bodies of the dead are rising from their graves and attacking the living. So it basically went from that back, just continually going about like, do not app, do not come, do not go close to the zombies or quote unquote zombies. But yeah, and then there was actually a few false activations because of it. On top, really? of even, even like when yeah. when news stations were covering it, yeah. 
They played the headers. Oh, yeah, there yeah. Was, it was, uh, yeah, uh, I think it was like WIZM, uh, right? WIZM in Lacrosse, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they they triggered WKBTDT on the TV side. Oh, we mm-hmm. love not having strict time. Yeah. Um, but but uh, a couple years later, the freaking the same dead bodies audio actually got issued by get got but got issued by on uh, WZZY in Indiana in twenty seventeen. A few years later. Hmm. Um, so another one that I don't know much about and nor do I know where it is. Wasn't there one something about like uh, a train or whatever? And it was a cat message. There was like, would you, the one that's like, would you, could you on a train? I don't yeah. know if we can verify that was real. No. Okay. Well, then I don't I've, think we can verify that. that it's that yeah. one being real. Um, just a bunch of. Like, I don't know. There's a bunch of these that probably aren't verifiable as real. Yeah, but yeah, that's that's my thing. I don't think it's verifiable. Yeah, I, I don't know about you, but I also have seen a bunch of like, especially for Cox, there's a there was one where I don't know what code it was, but mm-hmm. there was this guy. Uh, it, it was literally just uh, I, I think what happened was someone's end kind of broke. So that, I mean, they may have been sending a weekly and Cox might have fucked up and relayed it. But Basically, it it was tones, oh, and then it cuts. Yeah, and then it cut to uh, some guy's conservative oh, talk show. Oh, actually, actually, you know what? The WKTV would you could you on a train one that was real. How? Like, Somebody was happened? monitoring TDL. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Somebody was monitoring TDL. Okay, yeah. that's probably one of the dumbest things I think I've heard. I will reference to it. For reference for people who don't know. TDL is IPOS's testing, testing lab environment. So that is where all the test alerts are. Um, they have daily earthquake warnings and like monthly alerts that go over there. And we've actually seen quite a few times that blue alerts just show up in TDL all the time. So monitoring TDL is a really bad idea to do it in a live environment. Yeah, because it's meant for internal only. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, uh, and then kind of going back to 2008, there, there's uh, something that I missed. W W or sorry, K W V E F M in and uh, California accidentally issued a monthly when it meant to conduct a weekly. Uh, Furthermore, the dude aborted the alert by shutting off the rendic. Oh my instead god! Instead of sending EOMs, oh, causing everybody because uh, causing everybody to broadcast their programming until they took their end deck offline. Wow. Is that until it hit the two minutes of allowed no, time? Or is that just, just until they sent EOMs? No EOMs were sent. Not all end decks actually acknowledge the two minute limitation. Huh. Surprisingly. Huh. Surprising, actually, yeah. And fun fact, and fun fact, you can send an alert for longer than two minutes if it reaches, if you're sending it on the stage at priority 63. Oh, okay. <laughs> but anyways, that's besides the point. We can... Uh, now I'm going to start mixing in a couple more things here. Specifically, tone use tone usage outside of alerts. Explain. Mm. Y'all ever watch Olympus Has Fallen? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> we were actually talking about that on the last episode. Yeah. Uh, EAS tones, haha, go burr. 
Yeah. Um, who who made that again? What what uh, company? Um, they find cable providers actually. Oh really? I thought they just they find, find the... the they find the cable providers, not the studio. I thought oh, I actually... thought they I thought it was ABC that they find for that. No, they just no they find the cable providers. Huh? Oh, who chose to air it? Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that would make sense, I guess. And then, on October twenty fourth, twenty fourteen, some jackass named Bobby Bones played audio from the twenty eleven test as a part of a rant from a genuine test from the Nashville Fox affiliate WZTV that interrupted Game Two of the twenty fourteen World Series. People hmm. relayed it. A bunch of people relayed it. Uh, iHeartMedia got fined a million dollars for it. Wasn't Holy that shit. wasn't that one of the biggest fines that was ever issued for an EAS? Yep. Yeah. Um, and then they what? were also ordered to implement a three-year compliance plan removing all EAS tones or similar sounding noises from its audio production libraries. Was I? There was one. There was one. Uh, like hack for EAS. Do you remember the uh, February 20th, 2021 of Wade Broadband? Wave Broadband? Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be I'll be touching that, actually. Oh, that one has got to be one of my favorites. <laughs> um, I'll be touching that before one. Before that, Don't wasn't worry. there... Uh, wasn't there... Wasn't there... I, I can't even con- confirm this is real. I think I just heard this, but um, wasn't there one where the Weekly interrupted some guy's conservative talk show or some sort of talk show? So he played the 2011 audio um, live on air. I don't remember who that was that told me that, but I think there's a, a similar instance of something like that happening. Or maybe it wasn't the EAN audio. Maybe it was some sort of EAS audio, but he just got upset. One that caused the stations to take it. I don't even know if it caused stations to take it, but he played some sort of EAS audio. I, I can't verify what that was, but I, I've mm-hmm. heard something like that. I'm not yeah. sure. I if you're listening to this and you're in our Discord, let us know, and we'll probably talk about it on the next episode. Or if you want to join our Discord, you can go to guest-eas.network. <laughs> or, you can check out, or you can check out globaleas.org. Yes. Eh, that's, a, that's a chill site, too. Ours um, is cooler, even though we're all the same people. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's also on the same web server too. All right. We can talk about we can talk about uh Tegna. Ooh, yeah, let's do it. Allow me to introduce you to sports fans being a dumbass. So elaborate. Mm-hmm. During during NBC's primetime coverage of the Summer Olympics, WTLV in Jacksonville, Florida. He played an advertisement made by the NF by made by the Jacksonville Jaguars and featuring out of sequence EAS tones over their training camp training camp footage and a voiceover noting this is not a test. This is an emergency broadcast transmission. Seek shelter immediately. Well, along with the on screen text, the storm is coming. That shit aired four times. What and the fuck? And then they're freaking, and then they're, uh, and then the FCC fined them. What was it? Was it Tegna that got fined for that, or was it the actual? It was a te- it was a Tegna owned station. So okay. Tegna would have gotten the fine. I'm surprised it wasn't the team itself that got fined. Um, hey, you can make it. 
it is the rotation's responsibility yeah, to that's make fair. sure that that doesn't happen. Hey, you you will know um you will know there's only one instance that I can think of something being worse than that that has been extremely recent, you know, Gabe. Mm-hmm. EAS failures, you know, radio station, you know, playing EAN headers from a YouTube rip. KWAW. Yep. Yeah, I think we've kind of we've kind of confirmed it off the podcast that it, it the song was most likely illegally obtained anyways. Yeah. Yep. So it's honestly, in my opinion, it's kind of karma for IMOs aren't even a good song anyway. Yeah, no, it's not. Yeah, anyways, we're still waiting for FCC reply and the station comment to our reports. But yeah. That'll be interesting. We'll keep you guys updated on that. Um, there was uh, there were a couple fines issued because of the Walking Dead. I'm not going to touch on that one. Ended up being ended up being uh, sixty eight thousand dollars for uh, things and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did um, we already cover the uh, the Young Sheldon one? That's what I'm about to talk about. Okay. On nine on the ninth of September, twenty nineteen, the FCC proposed a two hundred and seventy two thousand dollar fine against CBS for using simulated EAS tones in a Young Sheldon episode. Huh. Um, basically, for those of you who haven't watched the episode, they were simulating a tornado warning uh, in the uh, in that episode, which is actually not a bad episode. It's actually kind it of a, worth your while. It, it, it wasn't a bad it wasn't a bad portrayal. It's just that they were they. Uh, they downloaded EAS tones from YouTube and changed the volume. Yeah. So. Which is funny though, because it's so easy just to make your own headers. Honestly, it would have just been better to flip flip the bit from. Uh, from exactly. Uh, but I don't yeah. think that's the reason that that the FCC fined them though, wasn't it? Because it sounded too familiar. Because it sounds like an EAS. Tone. Yeah. Exactly. Which honestly is a valid reason because it's just desensitizing people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I think was the is main reason for the fine. Is that though, something? Wasn't it? The main reason for the fine was the was uh, the main reason was the main reason for the fine is that is that it sounds like an EAS tone, and which is part any, of the desensitizing any, part. That any we anything that sounds like an EAS tone can be fined. Mm-hmm. And then on April 7th, 2020, the SEC proposed a fine against a New York radio station, WNEW, for the use of the attention signal as a part of a skit discussing the NPT held later that day. Or actually, on October 3rd, 2018, as a part of a skit for the NPT. Mm-hmm. That's because that was one of the NPT ones. Um. There are a couple more. They, there is a would you, could you on a train incident that I did was able to find. Would you, could there, you on a train? There, there was an incident in 2017 where a technical glitch caused by KWVE caused the end of message tone to be emitted, causing regional participants, particularly Charter and Cox, to simulcast a portion of Chuck Swindle's Insight for Living program. Huh? And it, and and as the portion of the program relayed, basically, basically, uh, it it came in right at the part where Swindle was discussing Bible verse two Timothy three section one and stated, "Realize this: extremely violent times will come." Oh, so also known <laughs> as just very poor timing. 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That is uh. Wow. <laughs> yep. Which is just weird though, because was it uh? Do we know what what station has what that station has that caused the EOMs to yeet themselves out? <laughs> GR. I'm joking. <laughs> Honestly, um, I wouldn't be surprised. A lot of I, I've seen a lot of boxes do this. I've known I've watched my Sage hang on EOMs before, not that long, but I've seen it hang a good couple seconds. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I've actually seen Sage's crash mid alert before. It's rare, but <laughs> it does happen. Dazdek could do it. Um, the you TFT. Uh, I could be wrong, TFT but I think that alert was on an easy cap. I think that alert was on an easy cap, actually, because I, I remember yeah. the scroll being, like, blue. And then, uh, the last one I'm going to touch on for EAS history today is, a, is, is I'm actually going to touch on two, one, two of them. One of them that we mentioned earlier, which is the wave broadband hack, and then the last one being the Hawaii false alarm. Yeah, that's another huge one. I mean, most people, they either think of the 2011 one or the Hawaii false nuclear alarm thing. Yep. That's usually what they Mm -hmm. think of. Or the purge, which I hate. I hate that people associate EAS with the purge now. Thanks, the purge. Yeah. But yeah, so on February the 20th, 2020, the... Uh, the Easy Caps owned by Wave Broadband, which is a Washington State, uh, which is a Washington State-based cable provider. They're they're a small cable provider in certain regions of our of our state. Mm-hmm. Oh, most well, most of our stuff is actually actually like been on the western side. It's mostly Comcast and Zipli, and then on the eastern side, it's uh, Charter Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Um, rip to Wave the, Broadband's rip Wave to Broadband's pretty small. <laughs> Wave Broadband's pretty small. Um, and about 3,000 of their customers received false alerts, including a radiological hazard warning, which contained, and they changed the CG and the cap text to be a bunch of memes. What? And one of them, <laughs> one of them suggested that the provider change their passwords. Okay. Uh, okay. Probably forward easy cap. Yeah, because the thing is, though, like, it's like even like all digital index nowadays will tell you, like, hey, bitch, change your password. The easy, easy cap, cap does no. I thought the easy cap does that, doesn't it? Um, nope. nope. Um, but actually, since then, the newest update of the easy cap does force require you to change the password, okay, but you can change yeah, it right back. Sad. You can change it right back to the. Why default. would you? Why? Why um, would you do that? You are so dumb. You are Daz- asking for a fine if you do that. The Daz- I guess, I guess oh. if you do that, I guess it's more of like oh, a oh, it, I don't want to lose my muscle memory to the password. Oh, here's the thing. It is now mandated by the FCC for you to have a different password from the original due to situations like that. Yeah, which is why when I first got my dad's ticket, it required me to change the password out of the box. Yeah. Actually, I don't think it required it until I got V4. Yeah, it didn't require it. It doesn't require it until V3. V3, okay. Yeah, because what was my dad's running? Like 2.6 when I first yeah, got it? Yeah, you were running 2.6. Yeah, I'm glad I have V4. <laughs> so much better. Now just waiting for V5. Yeah. But. So about the, uh, yeah. the Hawaii scenario, lead us in on that. I, I wasn't there. My dad was there for that, but... On January 13, 2018 at 8.07 a.m. local time, 
The Hawaii Emergency Management Agency mistakenly issued an emergency alert warning of a ballistic missile inbound threatening the region, which claimed to not be a drill. Was it, was it issued later, as a, wasn't it issued as a civil danger warning or? Yes, it yeah. was. Okay. It went over uh, TV, radio, and phone, so pretty much all EAS. Yeah, it, didn't it went really, over iPods. Sirens never activated because that's a completely separate system. That, um, that requires a couple phone calls. Yeah. Um, 38 minutes later, it was announced by the Her- the Hawaii Emergency Management Agency, as well as the Honolulu Police Department, that the alert was a false alarm. The incident came amidst heightened concern over the possibility that Hawaii could be targeted by North Korean missiles. Mm-hmm. And the basically... Well, that, the thing the, is, though, the, that was that was right at like the height of the United States was, and North that Korea was, situation. That was right after freaking. Uh, that was right after uh, Japan's act. Uh, Japan's whole thing where they oh, practically yeah. issued their own EAN. There was a, for, a bunch of videos for, uh, of Jailer going off on, on there. Dude, Jailer went off hard. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. of the whole North Korea thing, right? Hey, yeah, fun no, fact. North Korea launched missiles o- above Japan. Hey, fun mm-hmm. random missile tests. Fun random fact: uh, parts of Okinawa use Wheelins as as their jailer sirens. Nice, I guess. Yeah, uh, I don't know why I just had to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because you're a nerd. 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 Yeah. But yeah, that's that's kind of all the the big ones. I mean, there's there's a bunch of small ones, but it's like, dude, yeah, there's even, a shit ton. You can't even cover way them too, all in one day. Way too many to cover in a single episode. Well, exactly. I wouldn't even say I wouldn't even say a single episode. If you go to the FCC's site for emergency alerts, they've literally got a, a page specifically for like reports against emergency alerts and stuff. And there's like seven hundred items in there. Yeah. Yeah. Granted, it's maybe not, not all of them are false alerts, but I, that's just reports that the FCC is investigating. Because, you know, someone could report it as a false alert, but then the station could be like, no, this wasn't real. But the FCC, they still have to investigate it if someone complains about it. But it's definitely worth your time to check it out. But yeah, I I don't know. Do you guys want to? Is there much else you want to touch on, Gabe, or is that is that about it? Yeah, that's about it for my part. Is there anything else you want to talk about? We could move over to Jazz stuff again. I mean, so I could give an update on that. So we're still waiting for the end of the month because today is July thirty first. But tomorrow, I will be getting in contact with Dads and seeing roadmap stuff on the Dads three. So we'll cover that in the next episode. But supposedly tomorrow august 1st will be the day that daza start to ship out so we're excited about that because it's got to be it, how long has it been since someone has released a new encoder it's been a hot minute yeah yeah definitely who was so the last one was released the easy cap and we all know and how that one turned a, out and, and that has been a minute like easy caps have been out for a hot minute yeah because uh the digital hasn't had a major harbor revision at all, and they've been and that has been out since twenty seven or tw- sorry not twenty seventeen two thousand seven. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Honestly, if I were to guess who would be next, I would say it's probably Sage. 
I don't know, man. They got their flagship product. I don't think they got their flagship product. I really don't think they're going to do much. Well, but I, that's I could the be thing, wrong. though. Is, I mean, it's been so long, but the same no. thing, though, is the gray box has lasted forever. Here's the thing. Um, no, whenever you look at it, the gray box actually didn't because the gray box was was. Um, yeah, the gray box was actually kind of short lived. Yeah, the gray box was overtaken by the digital in two thousand and seven, and it was it was oh, made in ninety seven. So the gray box, the, the yeah. blue box, has existed for a long time. And here's the yeah, thing: the blue box has outlived. Yeah, the freaking gray, uh, the gray box. Not only, I'm just, I'm just hoping that not only is it just. Like, it's it's only going to be Daz, buddy. It's sadly only going to be Daz. Yeah, but that's the thing, though, is I would hope that, you know, more companies would try to take advantage of the competition ability there. Well, that's if there's the only thing. one person releasing new Sage things, which is Daz. Is the competition. <laughs> maybe yeah, if Sage that. made a more TV-optimized Endec, maybe yeah. something like that. But And I would, I would enjoy to see that, though, because it's competition. So, here's the thing. Uh, here, here's the sad truth. The emergency alert system... The reason why you're not going to be seeing any like the the Daz sorely needed this upgrade. It's literally a PC from the from the early 2000s. It sorely yeah. needed it. Like a lot of Daz's were running still in 2022 32 bit software. So don't even get me started on the GR Cap deck. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but the Daz deck is really old and. It needed a freaking hardware revision because it's hitting them to the point where um, a lot of their dependencies that the DAS relies on at this point has actually, they don't make it for 32-bit software anymore. They had to upgrade to 64. super insecure to have, like, outdated yeah. stuff. Extremely insecure. Especially nowadays. So, basically, DAS, this was really only DAS's option. They needed to make a new product for, for people who had the older version and say, hey... You should get this new one because this new one solves all of our security issues and our outdated stuff with the old one. It, of course, a lot of TV stations can be like, no, it works. We don't really care. Yeah, but, but basically, whenever it comes to Sage, the reason why Sage isn't going to make a new box is they don't need to. They've already got the competition. Like um, Drew yeah. drew up a graph or he sent a graph not too long yeah. ago showing the, the mapping of every single um, station. Um, legitimately, there are 5, so 000. many... Yeah, the, out of 5,000, it's like... Wasn't it like 80-plus percent of them are blue yeah, boxes? it was. Why would they was. replace that's in, that's, in, that's in radio, isn't it? Or is that... No, that's radio that, and TV. That's radio and TV. That's both of them. They are... Because I know... Because I know TV, Daz controls that market. Oh, yeah. Radio, Sage controls that market. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Overall, whenever you look at it, there are so many more radio stations than there's TV. I would say easily there's at least five radio stations to one TV station. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Daz controls the market for TV. And that's why them releasing a new one using, you know, proper new standards, freaking HD video, all that is a good thing for them to do. Then again, Sage doesn't need to do that because their box already again, supports I think it. it. I, I think it would be nice, though, to see a Sage with like an actual inbuilt character generator. I feel like people would it's like that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Maybe um, it's not, but I'm just saying I think I'd like yeah, it. Yeah, as much as we would love for it to happen, it would be a nice touch, but... Yeah. yeah. It's not going to happen. Um, it would be honestly, more of a collector's thing. <laughs> honestly, from, where, from what I see, the way I see things are going... Um, 
I really don't think that the easy cap is going to stay around for much longer. Nobody no. uses it. It's not updated. And, and it's too expensive. Yeah, it literally it's, runs Python 2. Yeah, for it's, God's pro- sake. it's prohibit. Nah, the newer versions are three. But the oh, actually, okay. it's, yeah, it's like 3.2. It's still an ancient version of three, but it's it runs three. It's still prohibitively expensive, though. Nobody uses it because why get that when you can buy a DAS deck? The DAS deck can do everything and more. They've been taking features out of the easy cap. Like one, in yeah. <laughs> one of the most recent um, updates, they took out Mnet ability, which is a big thing for the easy cap. Yeah, I mean, out- that is apparently Trilithic's like, they yeah. Trilithic loves that. That's their favorite thing to do. Well, it's not Trilithic. Features. It's not Trilithic. Well, it's it actually was. Viavi. All of that started well, happening yeah. when Viavi took over. Yeah. yeah. So Viavi, Viavi has honestly ran that because the easy cap would have been really great if Trilithic still supported it. Um, because the whole integration between the easy cap and the easy plus, meaning that you didn't need to buy new encoders, you only needed to buy like one easy cap, and now you can control all of your easy pluses from a central location. Yeah, it that, would be great for like things like like yeah. big broadcast companies that have a exactly. bunch of smaller stations. They first can thing, everything first thing that comes to my mind is cable systems. Exactly. exactly. It is perfect for that, but as soon as Viavi bought Trilithic, they started pulling these features out. We have no idea why. Like, there's no there's no benefit from them pulling these features out. There's, there's no, no backstory to them pulling it either. Yeah. There's no there's no reason that we know that they did it. All we know is they started pulling the features out. Now the easy cap is one of it isn't the worst, but it is one of the worst index because of it. It is prohibitively expensive. It has basically no features versus the competition. The only one that I could say is worse is the GR. Um. And that's because the GR is questionably even able to be IPOS certified. Compliant. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it again, the next competitionable NDEC might be the WACN NDEC. <laughs> Who knows? But basically, so whenever it comes down to it, you're not going to be seeing any new. I, I don't think that the easy cap is going to be around for much longer. Maybe a couple years at best. Um, for sale or for like everything about it, like support sale. I I'm not sure. I just don't think it's going to be around for much longer because it it it's it's basically a ticking time bomb until Viavi realizes that they're losing money on it and then they're just going to get rid of it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Considering um, they're charging twenty grand for them. Yeah, but basically, whenever it comes to the easy cap, I don't see it being around for much longer. The sage is still going to dominate the radio market. That's not going to change. It's going to stay that way because the Sage is a drop-in replacement for the 1822, which was one of the first ones. That's why it's so widespread. Um, it is one of the most. It is one of the most secure, whenever it comes to security standpoints, because it's all custom hardware and it's hard to get into, um, unless you're us. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like. It is a great encoder. It does everything right. It's got a really great TTS. It's just a good all-around encoder. And that's why I think Sage is still going to dominate the radio market. And Daz is still going to dominate the TV market. Because, you know, they now have the only the only NDEC that has a built-in... Um, like, they're, they're the only people who, have, who will have an NDEC that can do HD character generator on the actual NDEC itself. And for which is what a lot of TV stations actually yeah. want. 
Exactly, because why? Because why, you don't have to go. You don't have to go yeah. buy like an Everts or something. Um. Exactly. So that's really great for t- for TV stations. But whenever you look at radio, why would they want that? You're not going to use a character generator in radio. So I mean, you, who who knows who knows what Daz has planned? They might come out yeah. with some balling ass thing in V five. That's just on it, like under embargo. You yeah. know what I wish? I wish there was more HD radio. Sub- I, I understand HD has like its own little EAS thing, but I wish it kind of had some other support, like maybe a pop up somewhere, or maybe like I, I don't know. I wish more Index kind of integrated with it better. Mm. I wonder if the Daz would do that. What I would love is more widespread adoption of Sirius XM's push system because I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but on certain but on certain like high high trim cars. Yeah, my mom's car Sirius has X- that too. They have like they have Sirius XM Travel Link, and uh, what that does is that whenever you're hopping on a road that's like has traffic, it'll send traffic alerts to your car. Uh, whenever really? we had a tropical storm warning, my mom's Volvo uh, showed up a tropical storm warning from uh, Sirius XM. Yeah, I wish that I wish that could be used a little bit better. Yeah, so more, like, more so widespread he, adoption. Is, that kind of sounds like cap over satellite. It kind of is, really. Decodes it. Yep. Seriously, it cars, but, it sends it. Yeah, because it kind of sounds, you know, yeah, because that's kind of sounds like oh, like, it's just push oh, cap. Your car really. is decoding. Yeah, it's push cap. It's a push notification that uses cap. I wonder if we could someday build a decoder for that. <laughs> Probably we already not. built a decoder for NAD, so it wouldn't be that hard if it is push cap. Well, yeah, but it's probably hella encrypted. Well, it's eh. getting sent over the. It's you're getting sent over the over the pre existing connection for the music side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I guess as long as you can get into a serious link. Now I do not. <laughs> should I buy a freaking Sirius XM receiver? <laughs> do it. I have one. Oh, do you do actually? It, you should won't. hook it up. No, it's in my car. <laughs> oh, okay. I was about to say. But I'm assuming uh, I, I well, have, I'm assuming it wouldn't be that too, hard to get into. I have I have one of my car too. It's just not a uh, it's not a traveling enabled receiver. It's just for music. I would assume mine is because I drive a 2021. <laughs> I'd have to look into that more. Here's the thing that I hate about SiriusXM. This is going to be a little bit of a tangent, dude. To cancel SiriusXM, if you don't want it anymore, you have to sit on a phone call with. Yeah, mm-hmm. you have to call them, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, but you, the, the things and stuff. Why don't want? No, no, don't leave us." Yeah, and they'll try giving you a bunch of deals and shit. I'm like, no, I do not want your bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> and you know, it's just, it's just like, ugh. Uh, do you have to have a subscription to get Travelink info? Yeah, it's an add-on sub. Yeah. Oh, is it actually? It's an add-on subscription to That's the, uh, ridiculous. You would think that for emergency capabilities, that should be Yeah, free. exactly. That's almost like fear-mongering. Like, pay us if you want to stay safe. Kind, no, because it kind of reminds me of how, like, they should take from like, from, from, like, carriers. Like, you are required by the FCC to allow 911 calls. Even yeah, if they're exactly. not a subscriber to your network, yeah, and you are required to send WIA. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. If as long as that phone can connect to your tower, you're required to send WIA. Yeah. Yep. I don't know. I think SiriusXM could probably get their head out of their asses for that. 
Well, I think I think they're definitely getting their head out of asses. They're going way more into streaming now because people are now now people are realizing like, oh shit, cars aren't go, coming with Sirius XM anymore. Really? Oh, shit, how the fuck are we gonna make our money? <laughs> That's a thing. Yeah, that both, cars yeah, are dropping both. Sirius, uh, especially newer ones. Like you fucking, you don't see Teslas having Sirius, do you? Well, uh, yeah, that's fair. That's only like the big, only like the big brand have, only like the big brand shit has Sirius, but most people are going to be using CarPlay anyway. Yeah, yeah that's right. Android I do. Auto. Yeah. I have Sirius, but that's because I got like, it's like four bucks a month for me. And I was like, ah. if my CarPlay stops working, which it does occasionally because the Android in my car isn't the greatest. And sometimes it just likes to bork itself, but I can still use Sirius. Yeah. Dude, honestly, think, every honestly, time I I always I, listen to FM Terrestrial over Sirius. Like I I I will not listen to Sirius unless I absolutely have to. Like when I went see, to the Keys, I listened to Sirius. See, that's the thing is, I would rather listen to Sirius <laughs> than FM. But that, I guess that's really? just subjective. I, I so guess that's my, just subjective. Have, so my so I actually do have a Sirius XM Connect vehicle tuner in my car. Like I can act like I can go over to my car right now and activate Sirius. Yeah, if I really wanted to. Well, here's the thing, Cam. I also live in a very, uh, very like urban area, and yeah, I'm not like in bumfuck in nowhere, Miami. Montana. Yeah, I'm not in bumfuck nowhere, Montana. So you know, I actually get shit. <laughs> and shit fair. isn't a bunch of loonies on the radio. I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you're from Montana, we love you. No, it's KUFM sending an alert for all of the country. Is what it is here. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, also, I, would, I, I wouldn't mind giving SiriusXM another try now that I'm. Now, not now that I'm gonna be driving a lot more, we should get an ERN Sirius subscription so that we can get shit from them. Multi car. <laughs> oh yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, so here's the thing: I actually do have a freaking car adapter and a uh, and a. I, I'll act. Oh, sorry. Correction. I used to have a car adapter. Oh, what happened to it? It's time to get serious about serious. <laughs> uh, what happened to it was that I threw it away after I got my Connect vehicle tuned on my car. I see. Mm, that's fair. Um, I guess but, if you don't have a use for it. Yeah, I don't have it because I don't have a use for it, right? Um, no, what I was thinking of doing is for a while is freaking freaking live streaming the Barker channel. Yeah, mm-hmm. honestly, I monitor. that's what Iowan does, but I just checked and it's down. But yeah, so... I guess that's about it for this episode, unless you guys really have anything else you guys really want to talk about. But I think we covered all the big stuff for this week. Uh, so oh, yeah. what do you I'm want to going... talk about? I guess we can tease next week's EAS history, Gabe, if you have any idea what you're going to talk about. Uh, you'll have to get back to me on that one. I actually don't know. Tune in next week for EAS yeah, history. E- e- instead of EAS history, is going to be EAS present. Um, yeah, we're okay. going to talk about the present, like, state of EAS. Because I covered most of it, most of the history already. I would like yeah, to, so. uh, I would like to help lead out this episode by saying, fuck you, T-Mobile. If you wake me up in the middle of the night again, I'm going to have to talk to your lead engineer and tell him a few words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm assuming fuck and you are going to be in that statement. A few of them. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> well, all right then. Well, hey, everybody, thanks for listening to the Yarn Podcast. Yep. If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and uh, subscribe and like it on whatever podcast platform you want. And uh, yeah, I will. Uh, we'll see y'all next week. Quest es dot network. Go no go. Sponsored by WACN Technologies. Woo!